0: Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. My goodness! I am so excited to announce that of merch, it is my '90s fantasy, and I just have to say thank you to my friend, dear dear friend Lara, who is the second guest ever of my podcast. We just celebrated one year of the podcast. We now have a lovely website. She helped me help computer, uh, and uh, so if you want to live your '90s fantasy, we've got mugs, we've got blankets, we've got fanny packs. We're working on a denim jacket. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So go to please don't kick me out.com slash shop and buy some merch y'all. Hey listeners, as the world is starting to resume this new normal, ooh, I hate that I'm even saying that, um, unfortunately something that you guys know, I love it's very near and dear to my heart it's coming to a close, which is, of course, Rag Bingo with Charlie Hines. As the world's becoming vaccinated and we are slowly moving into less restrictions, Charlie has decided to conclude bingo. Um, And as sad as it is, and as much as I'm going to miss it, I'm so excited for Charlie to get back out there and be an entertainer in the real world face to face. However, I have two interviews I've been sitting on. And so for the next two weeks, you're going to hear two different perspectives of bingo bunch regulars in the past i've interviewed gregory arlt and i've also interviewed seth dolan and those were really exciting episodes as well as well as charlie themselves so i'm going to be sharing these two episodes and just know that it's my tribute and my thank you to you charlie and thank you so much for connecting me and i love the bingo bunch and you will always be part of me hey how's it going
1: excellent how are you I am
0: doing all right. Happy Friday. That means that you and I are almost to another bingo Sunday. And to my listeners, this is, of course, Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome, and the beautiful, lovely, charming voice you are hearing on the other end is Derek Stockholm. So Derek, do you want to give your elevator pitch of who you are, what you do, et cetera?
1: Yeah, so uh, I am an optometric ophthalmic technician. Uh, I'm originally from upstate New York, but I moved to Tampa, Florida with my husband, Craig, uh, just about five years ago. Uh, We have a black cat named Blackjack. He's kind of our son, a huge, huge sports fan. Uh, We actually moved down here. One of the reasons that we moved to Tampa, Uh, was because I was such a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Um, And we visited here for a week and decided, you know what, let's move 1200 miles down. So here we are five years almost later. I love that.
0: I love that so much. Uh, And uh, of course, uh, you and I know each other. um, And I know you and your partner through the Bingo Bunch, which we play every Sunday with Charlie Hydes. um, And I don't understand the uh, daylight saving stuff that she was trying to say last week, but I think
1: it's now at 5 p.m.
0: Pacific, and so it's going to be 8 p.m. where you're at, right?
1: Oh, it's going to be wacky. Uh, I, actually, one of my state senators, Marco Rubio, oh, no. is <laughs> kind of, I
0: know. He <laughs>
1: is uh, right now, it's, it's one of the few things that I actually agree with him upon, He is trying to fight to have daylight savings time stopped nationwide. It should Uh, be.
0: I I totally
1: agree. Because come Monday, I have to drive into work in the dark again. Mm, Yeah. And I, I love the extra hour, you know, living in Florida. Obviously, it's great having, you know, as much sunlight as possible but it definitely stinks having to you know, go to work at seven in the morning and have it be pitch dark and have to have the you know, the, the headlights back on again.
0: I agree no. and, hold on. Let me... I think I agree with you that like, we shouldn't have daylight savings. Like if some states are allowed to not have it and other states are, then why is the whole
1: country? Um, well, there's definitely yeah. things that are antiquated, um, you know, and this is one of those that I absolutely agree, I think is the most antiquated thing that we do. And it's it's kind of funny, I heard this morning on the news that it's only about 30 years old, really, we did not start doing this supposedly for, you know, I, I thought this was like 100 200 years old. And it's only about 30 years old that Congress enacted it to you know basically save time it was originally i think put in for farming ah uh, yeah, yeah. obviously we are not you know we we are still a farming country but not you know completely reliant upon you know the sunlight anymore so i totally would love to see it abolished let us let us have our sunlight
0: agreed agreed and of course you know the bingo bunch has brought so much beautiful um, community to both of us. Uh, it's definitely something that you and I and your partner and, and Sethery and everyone that's part of it loves. But of course my listeners have heard me talk ad nauseum about it. Um, but I just want to say that the, the love between you and your partner is very obvious. And so I'm just happy to have you guys in my life and learn all about you and have you on the podcast, of course. Um, and I'm excited. So let's hop into it with the first question. No. Okay. Do you feel like you have it all figured out?
1: I really don't. Uh, I think I'm kind of a 41 year old right now that's wondering what I want to do when I grow up. I I, I kind of feel like I haven't grown up fully. Um, you know, I I guess in the in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people would call me a job hopper. Um, Other than the last eight years, I've kind of been stuck in the optometry, uh, ophthalmology world. But before that, I did just about everything that you could. I worked in grocery stores, human resources, a newspaper. I worked for WWF, uh, WWE uh, down in Times Square. Like I've done just about everything, and I don't think I've really ever truly found, you know, what I what I am meant to be when I quote unquote grow up.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think I feel that's, I feel that somewhat sometimes it's, uh it's interesting to kind of feel, I, as someone that doesn't want children, my husband and I don't want children. I don't think he and I are ever going to grow up. <laughs> like, like we, especially being like a, Dis, a Disney adult and and all those things that I love and I'm fandom and I geek out on. Um And, in even in my career, I've done promotional marketing, I've done advertising, I've done internal communications, crisis communications, blah, blah, blah. When I got laid off, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and I, so I started podcasting and it's turned into something quite beautiful. It's pretty exciting that it's, that's gaining speed and legs and that I get to talk to amazing people like yourself. Um, and, but it also at the same time, like I have no idea what I'm doing and definitely don't have it figured out, but I think like, that's what makes life exciting. Um, I, If I could ever find what I was truly meant to be doing, because I'm not sure if this is it, but if I could ever find what I was truly meant to be doing, I know I'd be happy. I'm definitely happy right now. And I think that's a, that's a big thing for me is like, I don't, I'm not striving for like, what's next? How do I get further? What do I do? I'm I'm definitely just a lot more content in the ride right now than I have been. Maybe it's the pandemic, but Mm-hmm. I've definitely kind of learned to forgive myself for not being able to um, anticipate what's next. Um, so I like that. And I, I, I'm i reading your answer and you said that your goal, like a dream would be to open a vegetarian food truck. And I've got to be honest with you, ever since you posted that vegan or, or vegetarian uh, tuna casserole, I have yes. had all of the ingredients and they've been sitting on my counter. And my friend um, has an immunocompromised, um, she's got a, a, a chronic illness she had a flare up this week, but I was supposed to make it for her. And so I'm waiting for her so I can like make it because she loves it. It's like our favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I got the craving from like hell for it. I Amazon freshed all of the ingredients and they're just sitting on my counter waiting for me, waiting for me to decide I want it, um, but it looked amazing. And you guys like to cook too, right? With like the vegetarian dishes oh, We are if,
1: if you knew the hours that we clocked in on Food Network, it, it would be kind of alarming um you know we love the competition shows um I it's it's kind of funny we almost wish that Food Network would go back to what they were kind of originally Mm -hmm. with like the 30-minute meals and the original Ina Garten and you know a lot of those shows where you actually learned how to cook Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that's out there now is just you know okay here's six weird ingredients four weird ingredients in a basket what are you going to make from it right you know, and and being vegetarian it's you know it's kind of funny because we'll watch some of the shows and there will be points in in some of the shows that we watch where we just have to turn it off because it's just you know they're pulling out a, a whole pig or a, you know, a, a blackened chicken or, you know, something, some odd thing that we're just like, okay, we cannot do this. But then there's other things that we sit there and we go, hmm, how can we adapt that to being vegetarian? And it's, it's funny you talk about the tuna little casserole. That is one of the first things I ever learned how to make. My mother, my father, that was just like the most simple thing. It was just one of those things we used to go to all the time, obviously very cheap, you know, just something that when when Craig and I had it, you know, a few weeks ago and I made it with the vegetarian tuna, it just brought me back to when I was a kid.
0: Oh, I love yeah. that. Like oh. that, almost like ratatouille a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I grew up, well, I was born in Minnesota, so that kind of comfort, stick to your bones, casserole stuff was everywhere. And my mom would make it occasionally, although she's, I love you, Sandy. You'll never listen to this because you don't take interest in anything I do in my life. But <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, she, she doesn't understand podcasts. She's like, you talk to people about the same thing everyone feels every week? Well, what's that about? And I'm like, it's, it's a real thing. Um, okay. But uh, she, uh, she's, she's not the best cook. With spices, her favorite spice is parsley. But one of the dishes she did make was was tuna casserole occasionally, and that was always my favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. In Minnesota, there's a thing called hot dish, which I would go to people's houses and they'd have it, and it's basically just you could make it vegetarian for sure. So it's um, it's cream of mushroom, I believe. Is it tater tots? Tater tots, uh huh. Corn, oh yeah, corn, and you could do like you could do like beyond meat or something with ground mm-hmm. crumbles it, and I made it with the cheddar cheese it's like nothing good for you is what it is basically what it is and it's like you have to survive the winter <laughs> like that's what that's for um oh, we, we make, love it
1: we made a version of it and we called it just stuff in a pan <laughs> and I literally it. I didn't even realize it until I and, you know watching so much food network that you see a lot of these midwestern people and whatever talking about it and our stuff in a pan is literally that. It yeah. was tater tots, it was crumbles, it was cream and mushroom soup, it was whatever vegetables you had, you just literally threw it all together, baked it, and ate it. Oh,
0: I love it. Um, I love food, I'm a huge foodie as well, that's why my dog's name is Bourdain um, after Anthony Bourdain. And I agree with you that I want Food Network to kind of go back to its roots, which is why I'm really excited that I I'm I'm mad about it. Like there shouldn't be so many streaming apps, to be honest. Like, can we just like pick, can we all just choose the same team? And then I just pay you a monthly fee. Like, but, uh, Discovery Plus is $4.99 a month and they have all of the old school Food Network shows on it every single Mm -hmm. episode, which is nice. Um, and I like that, but it's also like, I already have YouTube TV and I already have Food Network and I have access to all the content, but now you want me to pay 4.99. I don't know.
1: See, we're, we're I, I will honest to God, let everyone know that we are probably the biggest fuddy duddies at 41 and 38. We are total cable lover subscribers. The only additional thing that we have right now is Netflix and that's to watch you know, some of our other stuff. Yeah. And we had a Spectrum person come out uh, about three weeks ago. Our cable has been going uh, haywire and whatnot. And he came out and he scared the crap out of us. He said, look, cable's going away. He goes, uh-huh. by the end of this year, you are, you know, he goes, we are probably not going to even have cable as Spectrum. The only other company that has it right now is Frontier. And we went, oh, we we had like a total gay gasp (laughs) of what are we gonna do? Because I just rather pay the one price, have all the channels, all the movie channels, you know, and, and then pay the extra 13 bucks for Netflix because. I just I don't know. We're not that technological uh, in in our household with all of the new streaming stuff, and we always see Discovery Plus, Discovery Plus. I we, I I don't think I honest to God would even know what to do if they if Spectrum said okay we're not doing cable anymore and here's your choices.
0: I will tell you which two. So I've been a loyal YouTube TV subscriber since it went into beta. It is. Identical to cable, you can add on channels to it. It's seventy dollars a month, I want to say, but it's like TiVo. It'll literally record all your shows and put it into the cloud. You never have to worry about it. Um, you can watch it live. You can pause it. It's just amazing. I can't say enough good things about it. And it's comparable to the other streaming live services, but it's just a lot more robust. And you, if you like, start, if you start watching a show and you like it, they'll have the episode original like there, and it's even if you're not recording it, it'll show you things that have previously recorded and you can zoom through the commercials, kind of like cable or whatever you're currently using. Um, mm. And uh, to be honest, I don't understand how anything works. I don't, like the internet was not going the other day when I was trying to play caption that, which is uh, down in Wilton, Ma- Wilton Manors, For- Florida with Nicole Hallowell. Um, I play it every Wednesday and it's, you type captions, you see if you're funnier than a drag queen, you guys would be
1: really good at it. Um, it's free I would absolutely crush that and oh, I yeah. saw that and we need to get into that
0: yeah yeah and I how far are you guys from where's Tampa, Tampa in comparison to Wilton Manors
1: I have absolutely no it's, idea
0: I think Wilton Manors
1: <laughs> is just outside of Miami but don't quote me on that Nicole is gonna be like you so that know. is probably I would say three and a half hours then I'm going to beca- because I'm curious I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to search it. I got to know. <laughs> and, yeah. But no, I saw that and that is the, the that is the type of stuff that I absolutely live for. Um, oh my I gosh, a yes. Huge 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 person into game shows. I have tried out for so many game shows. I actually, the closest that I've got is um, last year, Press Your Luck okay. with um, Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. They had a producer call me two times. I left work, I was in the middle of work and I saw that the, you know, that the producer's number was calling. So I went out, did a whole 15, 20 minute phone conversation with him. He's like, look, I love you. I'm gonna get you on to press your luck. If I don't get you on to pressure luck, we'll do pyramid, we'll do this, we'll do that. I got so excited, never heard anything back. Oh my gosh. Ugh, it's it's and I said, Oh Cause that is, that is one of, that is absolutely one of my dreams is to be on a game show. So anybody out there listening to this right now that has any game show cred, hit me up. So I, anything I audition for
0: reality TV style, I get cast onto, that is my curse. So maybe it's, you need to have me in the mix. It's you and me and we submit our packages together, right? And we'll be like, Yes, uh, because I got cast on to Joey Fatone's game show and I turned it down because my husband couldn't get, couldn't get Navy approval plus like the girl that we chose, like to be on our team was kind of a weirdo. That's on a
1: whole different. Game difference. Show Network? Uh-huh. Oh, I love that one.
0: Yes. And love so it. I would have been like, you would have been like the perfect third had I known you, right? Slot you Absolutely. in. Absolutely. This was pre-pandemic. Um, and uh, I got cast on to Guy Fieri's Big Project because I got day drunk and I ate pizza. And my husband submitted it. We were dating at the time and they were like, oh, pizza girl. Like, cause I was just fully wasted in this video. And my concept was, um, cause it was his project, his big project was to basically, you, could, you didn't have to have food skills necessarily. Like, you didn't have to be a chef, you could be a home chef, but you had to have a genuine interest in food and you could, mm-hmm. they, and they would send you around the country and you could, you know, do whatever you wanted. My concept was actually brilliant. And if someone steals it, I will murder you. Uh, it's called A Pizza Your City and you take rival pizza joints and I would just unbiased eat both slices and then I would decide which slice was the best. That is awesome. Not that I'm the authority on it. And then I turned it down. The reason why, one, I got a job offer. I, I quit, rage quit my job earlier that year and then I met my husband. Two, I, I was the heaviest I'd been and I was worried that people would come for me 2021 Bianca would do it. And 2021 Bianca wouldn't give a shit what anyone thinks. Exactly. So I, you know, I wish I could have had that confidence because I would have, I I watched the game show. I don't know if you watched it. The person that won, it was a double tie and it was not good. And then their show never got produced. My show would have been produced.
1: Yeah. that's, That's the thing with Food Network is winners that win stuff on there have no future. Like Justin, that poor boy, he was one of our favorite, favorite, favorite Food Network stars that went nowhere. He just judges everything now. And I saw your video. We kind of, it's its funny, our household is a like Guy Fieri lover and yeah, Guy yeah. Fieri not lover. <laughs> we we kind of we kind of debate back and forth on if we love him or hate him and I'm I, I don't know we've gone to Vegas so many times that's um Vegas is our like absolute go-to vacation spot Love Vegas. and yeah. when we're out there it's it's always like I don't know do we love him do we not love him when we're watching all of these shows and now his son hunter like hunter has a absolute guaranteed spot on food network he's already doing a lot of the stuff right now Mm -hmm. but i mean that boy is pretty much set up to star whatever you know whatever he wants to do he's he's pretty good
0: so it's funny you say that because like that's another reason i turned it down i can't at the time, he wasn't leaning into the, his memeness, If that makes sense, like his brand, like people were making fun of him, and he it, it upset him. He didn't like it, mm-hmm. so people perceived him as kind of a dick. He's done a total one hundred and eighty, and he is funding California food workers and essential workers. He married a bunch of a uh, bunch of lesbians and gay people in California because because his sister also. I mean, he's done all Are of you these ama- Yes, yes, he's an amazing his vegetarian person. sister. Yes. I don't know.
1: Israel? I think so. so I no someone, idea.
0: I have no idea, but someone, someone posted an article about like all the wholesome things he's done or it was on Reddit, but uh-huh. you know, you never know if it's true or not, but I know for a fact that the California food fund is then um, also uh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's, he's able to poke fun at himself now, which he wasn't doing. And so I've, if I'd known that maybe I would have taken it, but I did turn it down. Um, and I also want to be on a game show. And my husband also wants to be on the Price is Right, like big time. So maybe we just have to oh like, my you, God.
1: you guys have speaking to plan a trip. Of, speaking <laughs> of Vegas, one of my first times out there, I went to the Price is Right, um, like Vegas show out there. And I also, in that same trip, went and saw, it was called, it was a very short-lived thing, but it was the $100,000 Game Show Spectacular. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was hosted by either Bob Eubanks, Wink Martindale, or Jamie Farr. Mm -hmm. The one that I went to, I actually, um, I saw, or no, Chuck Woolery. That was the other one, too. And when I went out there, you know, I didn't get up on stage, I didn't get picked or anything like that, but just being in the audience, being in front of one of the wheels that had been used on Price is Right, because that's what they do in Vegas. They, you know, they steal the sets that had been used or whatever. I just was sitting there and I'm like, this is what I am born to do. Like this, just one time, that's Mm -hmm. all I need and I can win my way to retirement, or I can win my way to, you know, something. And, and that, is, that is definitely something. I, I still, I take the Jeopardy test every year. I do a Wheel of Fortune uh, video every year and yet to be picked. <sighs>
0: Well, to my listener audience. What are you doing? Where why are you not casting this man? This man has a dream. Let him fulfill it. No, I believe you will. We're gonna find a way. I will find a way. I don't care. Uh I well, we let's let's, let's workshop it. But honestly, um, I'm gonna put you on the spot here because this was not a question. Okay. If you have one <laughs> one price is I said, almost said wheel of fortune, I had a brain for One price is right game, right? Like you get on stage, you got the winning number. You're playing a game. What would it be?
1: Okay. So originally I would have probably said Plinko because you have the chance to win 50,000, you get the one chip for free. But recently I have been getting into rat race. That is just one of my favorites. Um, actually Craig and I, uh, Seminole Hard Rock Casino is Mm -hmm. about 20 minutes from us and it's one of the biggest casinos in the entire nation. It's kind of been our only thing that we've done during the pandemic and they have a Price is Right slots that, uh, that we play when we go there. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we did, uh, you know, we played and Rat Race is one of the bonuses that you can do And every time I watch uh, Price is Right, I always dream that I'm going to win a car and then whatever the second two prizes are uh, with the little pink, green, and yellow rats. So, uh,
0: one, I live near a ton of casinos. I live in East County, San Diego. So there is a lot of casinos. I live near a bunch of them. So one day if you guys come visit... Scott and I, when we're back here, um, I would love to go with you. I love a slot machine. My favorite slot machine is um, the big fishing one. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's in yes. Vegas. It's it's the best game, and the, it's the reason why is because it's almost like a drug. You're chasing like gambling is almost like a drug. You're chasing your first win. I won 200 bucks catching a stingray, and it's never happened again. But it's my favorite slot machine game. And so, like mm-hmm. the last time Scott and I were in Vegas. Scott's terrible at gambling he I mean he babe I know you're listening to this and you know you're terrible at gambling he'll be up and he'll be like bet it all and then I'm we we're always modest with our bets I I allow myself 40 dollars for gambling in Vegas and then if I'm down I walk away and I'm just very careful with like how I play because I like slot machines so last time we were there we played it and I played this game for hours and I think I made pretty decent money on it. And then we cashed out and then we just, I took that cash out and we bought the most expensive cocktails from, I want to say it was Caesars Palace. Uh, We bought double gin and tonics and she was like, it'll be $80. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, well, I guess I'll cash this out, cashed it out and paid for them. And uh, it was, it was such a different time because it was right before the pandemic. It was right before like every, well, I mean, it was happening. We didn't know it, but it was right before everything like super shut down. And um, I love Vegas. I got married in Vegas. Vegas is such trash, garbage, kitschy, novelty. Just, I love it. I don't know what it is about it, but I love it. I don't ever want to spend more than like 48 hours
1: there. Oh, See, so it can be a little we, much. When we go, we go for five days usually. And it's funny. Our first day, we will usually get there and get gambling fatigue because- <laughs> It's it, out in Vegas, it is just so different. There is such a difference with the gambling from going 20 minutes down the road to the seminal hard rock to being in the Bellagio or mm-hmm. Park right. MGM or Luxor or, or whatever. And it it's funny that you say that you allow yourself $40 because we we yeah, $40 is about what we put in our first five minutes in the airport when we land there.
0: <laughs> I've been told that the uh, casino or the slot machines in the airport are actually, um, they are actually more likely you're more likely to win on it so you'll come back to vegas not true our plane got delayed and scott was like oh that's the penny slot that you won because there's a place in colorado where i'm from called Blackhawk. it's um it's like a small little mountain town and that's where the casinos are in colorado outside of denver I
1: was actually born in colorado springs i'm oh, i nice. i'm an army brat so i was born on fort carson
0: yeah. Well, I um, have nothing good to say about Colorado Springs. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, no, it's just very conservative. But um, uh, so Blackhawk, when we went there one time, we ended up getting, I did a, we did a penny slot and this penny slot called pennies to heaven. Scott was down on it. I sat down and the hot seat was hot because he was been down so long that the slot machine gave you the odds of, oh, we want to keep you. I pressed one button. It went for like 10, it felt like 10 minutes, but it was probably a minute and a half of just like, bing, 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 $108 off of a penny. And we went and we had a really great sushi dinner after that. And, um, and so we, you know, you're kind of like, if you have a machine you like, you're kind of chasing the high. And uh, we, that was the machine that was in the airport. Our flight got delayed after we got married um, in Vegas. And that was frustrating in and of itself. But then uh, there was a penny slot there. And I was like, And Scott was like oh like what would be the odds if like we won big again and no that took it took my five dollars and said go away so anyway Mm -hmm. enough about we could talk forever I I love that but um let's talk about like what the actually topic the task is at hand um And that is, of course, imposter syndrome. Um, Mm -hmm. I love asking this question. I'm going to ask it verbatim. I love hearing everyone's answers. And I love that it helps people feel normal and relate. So do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: So I guess imposter syndrome to me feels like trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not um, to make either yourself happy, someone else happy, um, it kind of goes back for me, um, all the way back to high school. I had a brother who was six years younger than me, and, um, I, I have a funny coming out story, uh, when, all throughout high school, you know, I was always picked on, You know, my brother being six years younger, it was definitely pick, 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 you know, just, just nasty words, nasty words. And it was probably about a month before I went to college. uh, My brother, my mother and I were sitting in a McDonald's and my mother looked at me and said, you know, are you gay? And I said, oh my God, no, no. Oh my God. What are you talking about? I, I, I don't know where you would get that from. And she's like, you could tell me if you are. And I'm like, no, 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 no. shut up. Eat your chicken McNuggets. So we, I, I guess that was kind of the day at 17 that I was like, you know what? It's, it's time. Uh, you know, I, I had been kind of been that imposter for a few years knowing who I was and so I got into the car and I said, well, what if I told you that, da 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 And she goes, I already knew, don't tell your father. And I said, all right, all right, I'm not gonna tell my father. And so we got, we got home that day and literally I will never forget what happened. My father pulled in from work and she was out in the driveway at the car door going, guess what your son told me today? and i said oh god and it's it's been one of those things since that point it's it's always the you know what do you say what don't you say um, you know i kind of was in a very small town rural 130 people in my graduating class small school so and That was 1997. I graduated in 97. And it was not one of those things that you spoke about freely, like kids get to do today. It's amazing kind of how far we've come in 2021. You know, you have boys asking other boys to prom you have Um, you know, transgender, you know, I am jazz. She she is one of the people that Craig and I, we've watched that show religiously. And I follow, you know, not only her, but her brothers on Twitter. And we're just so proud of the fact that in 2021, you can be out and proud, not kind of like what I had to do where, you know, you kind of had to, and, and, and I had kind of an easy out because my dad was very much into sports. So I became very much into sports, which to this day is one of those things that I, I often wonder how much is imposter and how much is real. You know, I love sports. I absolutely love the Lightning. I love the Tampa Bay Rays. I love the New England Patriots, except for last year. Um, <sighs> And you know, it's it's kind of and and then I also worked for WWF, WWE, you know, World Wrestling Federation. I I had always been a fan of that. And it, it definitely makes me wonder how much of that was my dad's influence growing up, you know, he he was okay with the whole gay thing, but it was one of those things where sports was always the equalizer, Mm -hmm. you know, when I talked about NASCAR, which is, I I don't even watch NASCAR anymore, but I was a huge Dale Earnhardt fan back in the day because my dad watched it. Um, American Gladiators, that is, thinking about it now, I'm sure that I was watching it for the boys and the men. (laughs) but I also enjoyed, you know, the athletic competition. So it's, it's, that has always kind of been my back and forth. Um, you know, I was, when I got into college, I was a, I started off an international relations major. I wanted to go into the United Nations, thank God I didn't, um, <laughs> with, with everything going on these days. Um, but I switched to theater second term And when I switched to theater, I kind of started having the paradox of theater versus sports, which one is the way that I, you know, that I truly want to go. And I sit here today and I don't still really know. I have kind of like an equal balance of loving theater shows, loving sports. You know, I watch every single Tampa Bay Lightning game that's on regardless i don't care where i'm at i don't care what i'm doing that's what i'm watching these days
0: yeah first of all i love this
1: um
0: there is no one way to be your own sexuality you know i think that the stereotype of like oh well you're a gay man so you don't like sports you like you know that's so wrong because i know so i have so many friends that just are just as obsessed, maybe not as obsessed with sports as you are. Cause you guys are fun. You're like, you're like sports and sports betting and gambling and I love it. Um, but it's, it's interesting to kind of hear that perspective. Cause then you feel kind of weird because um, something Seth said when I interviewed him, which to my listeners is a previous Seth Dolan, check it out. It's a good one. It's a bingo buncher. Um, he, he said that like, you know, he would just like the, the, the community that you're in is also so judgmental at the same time. So it's like, you're weird because you like theater, but you also like sports and like, where do we fit you and where do we place you? And it, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that, but it's like, I think that's kind of just life in general because everyone's trying to put people into their little tiny boxes. And um, I love that you love what you love. I love that you have just as much fandom for drag queens as you do sports balls, you know, like that's, oh that's exciting.
1: I- and, and so that's, that's a funny little segue because uh, when I was in college, I actually started doing drag. Love it. So this is something that no one in the bingo bunch knows. I haven't really, you know, said anything. I was a title holder in my county <gasps> in 2001. That is amazing. Yes. I was Miss Gaybroom County 2001. Um, I love that title (laughs) so much. And yes, I know. And it was not B-R-O-O-M. It's B-R-O-O-M-E, which makes it that much more special. And so I've, I've posted a couple pictures and whatnot on Facebook, but probably not all that recently that anyone in the bingo bunch would know. Um, my name was Dixie and the last name was Rect. Wrecked. W-R-E-C-K-E-D. <laughs>
0: that is so good. That and is when so you, good. When you
1: say it out loud, yeah, you get the, the yes, you get it. Um, but I I definitely had so much fun doing drag for a little bit until I got hurt. And when I got hurt, Um, I, I actually I hurt my knee I hurt my ankle I couldn't do shows and basically gave it up until recently I I've not done drag or anything like that but when we started doing the bingo bunch it kind of brought back that you know kind of this is i wasn't doing it to win titles i wasn't doing it to you know to to be glamorous or anything i was a very campy queen i loved camp i loved doing you know just the most trashy horrible things i would not make it onto drag race I, they they would look at my audition tape and be like no no uh-uh. <laughs> But I had fun with it. And that's why something like Charlie's bingo, you know, you'll see and and I've kind of recreated a weird bingo persona. I I call her Norma. And and you've seen Norma with her pink wig and her Mm -hmm. rainbow wig and her soon to be green wig this weekend. It's just, I don't put the full makeup on. I would not do the tucking or the like chaos that is drag because let me tell you listeners, it's not fun. It's not fun doing what you need to do for drag and don't let anyone tell you it is. Um, But it was just that, that time in my life back then was fun doing it and I won that title And now that I'm kind of a little bit older, it's just kind of fun to do something like that just because it's another little persona. It's another little piece of myself that's always been inside me that gets to kind of come out for an hour and a half.
0: I love that. And I think like, it's fun to watch like Juicy Garland, who is a guest on my list of my listeners. I just have to remind you. Juicy
1: Juicy is freaking amazing. She is. Love her.
0: Love, I love it. It's almost like this thing that we do that we're like, ooh, who's going to wear what? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that last, two weeks ago, we had that Jeremy, this child for my listeners. It's a funny story, so I'm telling it. Um, Seth and Gregory, Jeremy. previous podcast guests, they're, they're neighbors and um, they came on the screen for Disney. And I don't know if the kid was there for a birthday or if the kid was there for, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Uh, it was weird, but I- <laughs> Charlie brings him on the screen, Charlie talks to Seth and Gregory, you know, it's the, you know, Statler and Waldorf is what we refer to them because they're just funny. Absolutely. And, um, they take him off the stream screen and Jeremy is a little kid and he raises his hand and a barrel, a lovely bingo barrel who calls the numbers and is Charlie's sister. And she's also looks like she's about to get some merch because she's got a logo now. Um, she says, "Charlie, you know he's me too." Charlie, uh, this looks like Jeremy's raising his hand. So of course, you know Charlie, ever the queen, grabs this kid on, on the camera, and he'd already been on the camera, so we'd already talked to him, and so he comes back on the camera, and he goes, "Were those guys homosexuals or were they gay?" Like, oh, well, I it was it was the way he said it, and uh-huh. it couldn't I, I think I laughed. I peed my pants. I laughed that hard.
1: I was so close to peeing myself the two of us it is it, it is one of the most gut-busting laughs that we've had in probably a year
0: yeah and
1: right. to just be a fly on the wall watching the two of them and their jaws just dropping yes. I would have—I yeah. I, I would have paid anything I would have paid anything and those two those two are freaking hilarious for Christmas they sent me a um oh my god why why is the word not coming to me one of the, oh an Afghan oh, no oh, not a captain a a oh my god yeah I may or may not have had a couple drinks this evening
0: it's okay honey it's been a week you're in a you're in a state that has no rules
1: it's been a week <laughs> in Florida yes so yes they're Kaftan. And Norma has wore the caftan more than once because it's so, and, and that's the thing. Like that is a wonderful thing in 2021 that every single person listening to this has just got to realize. Strangers, people on the other side of the country that you don't even know, when you can take a small little group and make such a big connection. That is what we need to be doing in life. That is not an imposter. That is not, you know, strange. That is not weird. That is just something that is just so genuine and means a lot to both Craig and I.
0: It, it does, and it's, I'm just so glad that you guys are in my life. I'm so glad you play. I started playing it through Casey, who, Casey and Cameron. Um, Casey is a wonderful person. I've ridden Peloton with her for um, three years, basically, in a group with her. I met her in person, uh, met her multiple times, so I know her. Um, I'm always the youngest person in the Peloton group that I'm in, but I went to New York, got to ride the Peloton in the studio with her, and then the pandemic hit, and I was watching Casey kind of go through this, but she was very being very quiet about the fact that she did this. And she asked me for her birthday in August, if I'd want to be, if I'd want to do this. Cause she's like, I've seen that you've posted like drag Queens and stuff. And, um, I was like, uh, yeah. And then I was in this birthday party for her and I'm like, what the hell, how did I not know about this? And Scott, my husband was getting ready to deploy. And then my husband got me a virtual, a, a private anniversary thing. And then I just kept showing up and kept coming back and then Charlie interviewed with me. But when I tell you how special this community is, it, it is unlike anything. It is like going into your favorite, for me, my favorite bars are gay bars because I don't feel like a piece of me. I feel like a person and I'm just able to be myself and not have to like worry. That's why I like it. Also, I think I'm, I, I seriously sometimes think I'm a gay man in a woman's body. Um, and uh all of my Jodies, which are people that cheat on people, are Judies. Um, I have a lot, a lot of queer queer identifying trans friends. So it's where I thrive as Hillcrest. Um, and I and I'm the strongest ally ever, I think, personally. I will scream from the roof like equal rights. Um, but uh yeah, this is this is the closest. It's not normal and it doesn't make sense, but this is this community is the closest I've felt to the last time I went out in Hillcrest.
1: Mm -hmm. That was right
0: before our parents.
1: Our parents are 1200 miles away from us. They're, uh, all of them are, well, my dad lives in Nashville, which is closer to us than upstate New York, but Craig's parents and then my mother live in upstate New York. And it doesn't even feel like we connect with them as closely as we do with some of the bingo players. And Charlie, who's in the UK? Mm-hmm. And I i don't know that you know any of your listeners know what happened last week, but can we just say James's voice mm-hmm. is the most... I, I, I don't even know what we can say. I don't know what we can say, what we're allowed to say on here, but <laughs> it, it <doesn't> was, matter. <laughs> It was throwing your panties at the screen, lovely.
0: It, it really was. He has a very um, almost like lullaby kind of voice, and it you just want to deep hear him.
1: ASMR London loveliness.
0: Yes, Charlie and James are lovely, lovely people, and and to, to everyone that listens to this from the Bingo Bunch, I can't thank you all enough for supporting me, for listening to me for my bingo bunch to even want to be part of this. Like, this is such a good, I don't know. I I interviewed Dylan, who's part of the ATL pups as well. And it was like, we didn't want to get off the computer and the phone because like, all we wanted to do was like, continue to talk. And that's just how it's almost like you guys are family. Like you definitely are part of my family. And before we switch subjects into, um, fanaticals and unpopular opinions, Mm -hmm. I want to, (laughs) You are the reason that the Rage for page thing went so crazy. I am the person behind it. Oh my God. Yes. So a lot of the bingo bunch don't understand this. So let me, let me give the story. Okay. So my friend, JC is a, as a female Lieutenant, I think she's an LTG. She's, she's a female in the Navy. She's an officer. Uh, She was attached to the ship that my husband was attached to. She chose follow-on orders in San Diego, meaning she was going to stay in San Diego. And um, we started playing bingo bunch together because Scott, deployed. So she was on beach debt, which means that she was still assisting the ship. So she's still sticking around before she had to go to school. Um if you hear a scratching on the door, it's two dumbass dogs.
1: I'm kind of hearing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're they're like, they're <laughs> like, they're like, we want to they're talk angry. about Charlie. No. I So um I started playing it her mom wanted to play. So we started getting tickets for her mom and her mom, the only time her mom ever played, her dad was serving her mom so many cocktails that she was like, schlittered, like so drunk. And so uh, she called a bingo. She put in the secret word to call the bingo and someone else got it. I don't know, I don't remember who it was, but someone else got it and they gave it away. And then Charlie like refused to like acknowledge it. And was like, fine, you, like, I'll give you two tickets, you know, but the, the, it already had already been memefied. It was like rage for page, justice for page. And each week, because because each week it would go through that. Now Charlie's so cognizant, like, won't like if someone else has a secret, Bingo's very uh on it with that. But that's what basically what it was and what happened. And then, then unfortunately, JC like had was going through some stuff, and she and I weren't as close um, when she moved down to Newport for school. But then um, she kind of went through some stuff and then she came back into my life because I was when I, when I chose to kind of separate myself from her, it wasn't because I didn't love her and I didn't want to be her friend anymore. It was just that I just really didn't have the mental capacity for some of the stuff she was going through and she needed to go through it on her own. She's, she's much younger than me. Um, so she came back into my life and she started playing bingo again and then she avenged Paige's legend by winning bingo the last mm-hmm. time she played. And it was so satisfying. Paige was so happy to hear about that. And so, um, you know, J.C. is one of my listeners, my supporters, and also a really, really good friend of mine. And, and uh, I just want to say, you know, that that is something that's become part of the brand of the Bingo Bunch.
1: Um, oh, and I, like and this. trust me, every single week, I mention reach oh, for Page every oh. single week. Justice for Paige, rage Justice for Paige. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I love it. And then I love that like, uh, Gregory and Seth will be like, is Paige here? What's happening here? Yeah, um, And so it's just so good. It's just so good. Um, so let's- Now, we, I, yeah, Bianca,
1: wait. how many times have you won?
0: Once. Ashley's won once. Oh. How many times have you, are you gonna throw your wins in my face? Cool. Maybe. No, it's <laughs> okay, but, you, but here's the crazier thing, okay. We do the party pack. And then mm-hmm. I accidentally bought it. Uh, so I, Valentine's day, we were very, very drunk, Ashley and I, cause her husband was deployed and my husband was deployed. And we were like, let's be each other's Valentine's. And uh, at one point I just like screamed into the camera. Like I was very drunk. We had drank, like we d- drank wine all day. So um, cause she had the next day off for president's day. So she was staying with me cause she's a teacher. And uh, I bought two USA tickets from the UK site. And then mm-hmm. I bought two more USA tickets from the UK site because they're not labeled correctly barrel because uh, of the fiber app. Oops. And then um, just getting barrel. Uh, and then I, and then I realized that I hadn't purchased USA or then I, then I bought more tickets. And I finally Beryl was like, okay, here, I'm just gonna exchange two of these out for UK. And it was a whole hot mess. And Beryl was like, you're not making any sense. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh (laughs) and so it was just, it was what it was. And um yeah, I I we play a lot of cards. The thing is we last week someone's mom won some cards, and then Gregory and Seth gave me extra cards, and I already had so many cards that it was almost like too many and then we were like hard to watch yeah. yeah we were floating them around and like Tom and Ashley and Carissa like they all had three and I had two and um no it did not increase my odds
1: <laughs> oh God well then it, it it pains me to say that we've won six times and we only buy one card each a week
0: what no but you guys are also on it and you are very a lot of people kind of like get into the game and they stop counting numbers.
1: See, I don't understand that. And we've actually, um, we've won the grand prize, I think, three times. And then three of the lesser prizes, which was two, two tickets. And then we won a week, which is funny. We won a week when we were supposed to get the toilet bowl lights. Mm -hmm. And James, now this is what Charlie tells me, James was just sending out everybody the burrito blanket. (laughs) So everybody that week got the burrito blanket. Well, we didn't just get the burrito blanket. We got the burrito blanket and the mask. Oh. Yes. And I have to say, because I know that Dylan will probably at some point listen to this if he's not listening or however this works, we, sent the ATL pups because we know how much Dylan loves um, Kelly Clarkson, we sent Dylan for Christmas a Kelly Clarkson ornament that never got to Atlanta. where did it go? So we owe you, Dylan, a Kelly Clarkson ornament when and if they ever get their crap together.
0: Um, I love that. And Dylan, that'll be amazing on your Christmas tree. I love it. You um, tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Just the mail, it's been so good and then so terrible at the same time. So mm-hmm. let's talk about fanaticals. I mean, obviously, you know what I'm fanatical about. Queens, Queens, more Queens, drag, everything, community, Charlie Hyde's, bingo, whatever. What are you fanatical about and why?
1: Well, definitely the Tampa Bay sports teams right now and it's it's one of those things that when the pandemic hit sports was not happening and then all of a sudden every single Tampa Bay team except for the stupid Buccaneers um every Tampa Bay team started doing well I am a Lightning fan I'm a Rays fan I am a Rowdies fan which is soccer And I hate the Buccaneers because Tom Brady is a traitor and whatever, (laughs) but living in this city and having it called Champa Bay, which is what a lot of people have called it, is just so amazing. It's so cool being in such a great place. We have all the sports. We have Busch Gardens. We have, you know... Hopefully coming up, I I have tickets in August to go see Alanis Morissette.
0: Ooh, I love her.
1: And that was postponed from last year. And I'm hoping we're getting to see her. It is just living in Tampa Bay has expanded everything that Craig and I could have ever done by a thousand times from upstate New York. The things that you get to do and see down here are amazing. The fact that we won a Stanley Cup, that we made it to the World Series, that we won the, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, which is a soccer team. They made it, and because of COVID, they actually tied their championship.
0: That's amazing. They didn't even
1: play the championship because there were too many people that had COVID on each side that they just called it even. But Tampa, you know, Tampa being the the sports mecca that we are, apparently, uh, it was amazing seeing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm I'm excited uh, when I hear you talk about it. It reminds me of when I was in Denver, uh, and because I I lived there for nine years and they won the uh, Super Bowl. I know no one likes the Broncos. Gotcha. No one likes the Broncos or the
1: Rockies.
0: Um, I know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's fine people here are obsessed with the Padres and uh I don't get it sorry Why? San Diego I don't I don't understand oh, it oh
1: you're welcome you're welcome Padres because we <laughs> just sent Blake Snell out there
0: <laughs> so um but uh sports for me I just uh for me it's a it's an excuse to drink beer and eat snacks and I like that and, on, and aren't man. you
1: aren't you pretty like are, aren't you proud of a gay man that knows so much about sports? If yes, because I, I feel comfortable asking you.
0: I would feel more comfortable asking you a sports
1: question than my own husband. <laughs> I'd, I'd kick his ass. Probably not really kick his ass because. <laughs> he's not he, that. He, he's a softie. All right. Okay,
0: we're coming towards the end of this conversation. Um, let's get into unpopular opinions. This, of course, thank you so much for being on this podcast because you're amazing and I and I Oh,
1: you're gonna, you're gonna have hate fine now.
0: Oh no, it's gonna be fine because guess what? I agree with you.
1: Oh, good, okay. So my unpopular opinion is I don't get why everyone loves Star Wars and why Disney made it into a whole land and Avatar.
0: Yes, Avatar, why? I don't understand
1: it. It was I one movie. live I live an hour away from Disney. Okay. And Craig and I we've we've lived down here almost five years. We have not been to Disney other than Disney Springs. And I just don't understand why they took Star Wars and Avatar and based everything and their new worlds around that. I I will absolutely admit, Star Wars Episode One, when that came out in, in the movie theaters back when I was in college, I saw it seven nights in a row because as college kids, we got to see the movies for like three bucks. And at the time, I thought it was the coolest movie I've ever, ever seen. And then I just went, okay, well, this one was awesome. Episode two, meh. Episode three, <laughs> and I have still not seen four, five, or six.
0: I'm which sure is the I've original three? Oh, yeah. You know, honestly, for me, um, I, my my husband's into it, right? And my dad was super into it as a kid, and uh, I uh, I don't really i don't know i'm i'm not trying to because i don't care if people come for me i'm allowed to not like star wars i think it's boring i know me too (laughs) i i have to be when i was over the age of 21 and dating my husband and he wanted to watch the rest of these star wars movies uh the tax for me to go to that kind of movie was get me shit canned beforehand like get me wasted and then i will be the funniest person. which you
1: can do in florida
0: and you can do that in Colorado as well if you're at the Alamo Drafthouse. And um, they started allowing beer and, and wine and stuff in the,
1: uh, in the AMC theaters, um, but- Oh yeah, McGuffins, McGuffins uh, is the greatest thing that AMC ever created.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's, it's awesome. So for, for me, it's like, I agree with you because I remember being a kid and going to Disney World and being like, huh, why are there so many Star Wars rides when I've only seen one movie ever, you know? and i like and i didn't really understand it i still don't understand the plot line it hurts my head to think about it i don't get it um, i'm sorry i'm going to have to agree with you there that is i just the, i will say that the the land is done well rise of the resistance is the greatest ride i've ever ridden i i really like i really like adam driver i think he's hot i don't know why i don't know what it is about me about him to me but he's not bad. they He's not he bad. made they made this like see, this character of him in the in Kylo Ren was he yeah I yeah. see how bad I am I don't know I don't you can I, I don't can either off. trust me I'm like the I don't know Wookiee dude like I have no idea so he um he the the, the animatronic they made of him is so realistic it and I mean this ride was insane. I rode it once and then the pandemic hit and then Disneyland's been closed and I will never ever probably be able to ride it again because there's no way. Um, it was oh, so the you're craziest out,
1: ride. You're out near Disneyland, right? And two
0: hours, Well, so I'm an hour and a half, yeah.
1: So I just read an article today that said that Disneyland is only going to be open, quote unquote, for the privileged going forward because they are raising all of their prices. Great. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't understand that. Like, I, I mean, I guess I kind of understand that, but I mean, that's, uh, that just I've kills been,
0: me. Yeah, I've been to Disneyland far more than I've been to Disney World. I've been to Disney World twice when I was six and when I was eight with my parents. We went in uh-huh. the Jaren Sandbear, Ever the Frugals. They, uh, they, chose, they chose the middle of August. I was barely tall enough to ride some of the rides. So I had to wear like thick, Thick shoes and thick socks, so I could ride all the rides with my sister being four years older than me. Um, and I'm, I'm five foot three, and so I was a mostly <laughs> short kid. I was not very tall, um, and so I, so my memories of Disney World are in the '90s, and they make no sense to like what it's like now. I, I have no frame of reference for yeah. me in Disneyland. Um, I, I've been the first time I ever went to Disneyland was with a boyfriend that I that. That's not my husband. Um, the second time I went was with my husband when we were visiting his family because his family lives in Cyprus, which is just outside next to Anaheim, like they're connected basically. Um,
1: so Go we went to, to the Ducks.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he loves them. And for some the reason. Angels. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad about either of those. I don't. I I don't sports enough. I don't know. Um, so so we went to Disneyland this this together. And then uh, the Military Park Hopper, you can get through the MWR, um, which is the Morale, Welfare, Recreation, whatever. That might be wrong. Sorry, don't come for me. Um, But anyway, the MWR, they sell tickets and you can buy your Military Park Hopper. And what that allowed was no parking, of course, because Disney just wants you to pay so much money for parking. No parking. And uh, you can go four times, you can add $15 photo pass to it. And it, there's no blackout dates, minus, um, minus a spring break dates kind of. And the blackout dates started from the 21st of December through January 2nd. So you couldn't go within those windows. And it, it was all you had to do. You could buy these passes. All you had to do was go with someone with a military ID to activate it, right? So it was great. I have
1: three you're, days you're left. there are little devils there. Do I hear you, little devils? They're being bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're on the door. They're like, it's five. You have not fed me. I need a snack. Yeah, well, we're winding down, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I have three, I have three park hopper days left. And you know what Disney said? Fuck the military. You guys don't get those days back. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, cool. Okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank me. Um, but
1: yeah, I thanks, I, Mickey.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, I. I love Disneyland and I love Disney and I love, I want to go to Disney World so badly. I don't know why, but I don't want anyone to come for me about it. I just, just don't want to be judged. And then what, it's funny because I'm in all these Disney groups and like people are so upset. They're like, oh, they're making me wear my masks. My friend works, uh, he's the uh, ride supervisor or one of the ride, he, he works for Animal Kingdom. And uh, he, uh, he said that like right now it's just like ridiculous. Like no one's, no one's listening.
1: Yeah yikes but one of one of my absolute dreams right now and I know it's stupid is I want to meet Gaston at Magic Kingdom yes I don't even care what actor is playing him that day I want to meet Gaston at Belle's castle or whatever because that's new that's new since we've been there and that is just, I, I don't know, Gaston. We, we were kind of talking about this, I think, in the Bingo Bunch. Um, what like animated characters we thought were sexy. And I am all about Finn Rider from Tangled mm-hmm. and Hercules. Mm-hmm. And the number one is Gaston. Oh, God. For me, it's Powerline goofy i don't know why
0: (laughs) um and i'm trying to uh prince eric kind of a little bit
1: oh yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. oh
0: gosh what was his name in pocahontas oh yeah yeah yeah. no i agree the blonde was really doing for me it was very jonathan taylor thomas at the time and i liked it um true and
1: uh He did not have swirly nipples like Hercules though.
0: Simba, don't know why. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know, I, I I just, it's funny because that was a trend on TikTok that I've seen and it's funny what people say and it was actually cool to see like everyone's like, oh, I was this one, that one, this character, have you thought of this character? But oh, I yeah. will say my ultimate crush was Bernard Mouse from The Rescuers.
1: That's a little weird.
0: Well, I'm Bianca Mouse, right? Because okay. the other one's named I'm Bianca, right? Bianca, right? right. right? Yeah. And then my husband's my Bernard. They're like they're the same person. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but I, I love it. And when people ask me what I was named after, I say that because I don't know. <laughs> I say I was Restless. named after
1: two soap opera characters. That's amazing. Derek Thurston from Young Young and the Restless, and Alan Spalding from Guiding Light. I love that. That's so. Yeah, yeah that's what my mom loved. <laughs>
0: So um, I'm reading through here, but we're wrapping down, wrapping up, winding down. Do you have any advice to give my listeners on like how to just combat your imposter syndrome? Maybe if they're struggling with something,
1: I don't know. (laughs) I would say, honestly, at this point, it's 2021. Let everything go, have fun, gamble your heart's content and just literally every Sunday, play Charlie Hyde's Bingo.
0: Yes, absolutely. When in doubt, go to dragqueen.bingo, get your tickets. Uh, We play every Sunday. It's weird when one of us is missing. Um, And
1: uh, yeah. Bianca, how many, have you done UK Bingo? Yes. Oh my God. Is that not crazy with the 90 balls? Uh,
0: It's, it it made no sense to me. It didn't. And then now it does, it makes sense now but it's totally. a, it's a more i will say i love the uk listeners that listen to my podcast and i love the uk players but it's a different kind of game the chat in the oh. usa is like lit like everyone's the
1: uk fun. chat is like okay we're going to play bingo and we're going to pull balls the us chat like all 62 of us 300 of us however many are on are like we're gonna be as sick as crap
0: yeah we uh we, the chat goes so fast I think that's how I lose numbers because sometimes Charlie's in front of the board and I can't see it and other yeah. times you know other times like I'm in the middle of a chat in the middle of a thought and then bingo's like and I go bingo like number call and she'll do it and then I have to scroll up and it'll pull off my screens so that's how fast the chat goes
1: well I am sensing that the two of us three of us I'll, I'll 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 consider Craig even though he's making our pizza right now <laughs> uh we are going to win many times this Sunday you're going to see you are going to see a very green Norma this oh summer. I'm
0: excited I'm excited for a green Norma she's the best she's uh- got a new wig uh, I love you two so much. And I, am sure Craig's just making pizza, which makes him the best person ever. I'm jealous. Yes. Wish I was there. Um, thank you again for getting on my podcast and taking the time to talk to my audience and like, tell me a little bit more about yourself. And now if I ever have a sports question, I'm going to ask you. Um, and I just really appreciate you. And I really appreciate you and your partner and your love and your friendship. It means so much to me, honestly, like I, I wouldn't be able to get through a deployment without you guys. This has been the comfort that has actually kept me realizing I'm not really alone. Um, And so I really just deeply appreciate you for that. And so I'm just so grateful and I'm so excited to play with you guys on Sunday. Um, To my listeners, again, this is Derek. He's amazing. Um, I will, of course, share any relevant information so that you can uh, follow them uh, or whatever else you might want to know. I'll put it in the description. And uh, thank you so much. And I just appreciate you. And I hope that you have a great weekend. And
1: thank you. I will see
0: you on Sunday.
1: Yes, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Bye.
0: of pep.com, and you can enter P-D-K-M-O at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.